Welcome to Lady Sculpt Lifestyle, the podcast that encourages, educates, and empowers you to elevate your life and create your dream body. And now, here is your host, Lady Sculpt's boss coach and WNBF figure pro, Lilas Leona. Hey, hey, ladies. How are you? I don't know if my sound quality is going to be quite the same today. I am recording this episode from Whistler, BC. I have my same setup. I brought my mic up, so hopefully the sound quality is going to be great, but I'm currently house-sitting for my tenants. I know that sounds funny, but my tenants are in Scotland, (laughs) and I wanted to do a couple of small upgrades to the unit, so it was a perfect opportunity. So I'm up here hanging out with their cat, who happens to be the most amazing cat. (laughs) I'm falling in love with him very rapidly. His name is Tom, and he's like a little mini lion. I'm really enjoying being back up in Whistler. I haven't lived in Whistler for almost two years, almost to the day. I moved from Whistler in January. My husband was in school and I just wasn't happy in Whistler by myself. And I decided that I wanted to be happy. So I asked myself, Wellis, what would make you happy? And so I put all of our stuff in storage and packed up my Jeep and loaded my old dog Baldwin into my Jeep. And we toured the California coastline for a couple of months before COVID hit. So that was the last time I was up in Whistler for a long period of time. Now, since then, I've come up for day trips and weekend trips and to do little little things here and there, but I haven't stayed in our condo or in Whistler for more than a day or two. And I'm really enjoying it. I miss this place. Have you guys been to Whistler, BC? It's like the best place on earth. I think Whistler is hands down my favorite place in the whole world. The energy here is unbelievable. I was once told by a customer, I think it was back when I was at the keg, that Whistler has a few veins of quartz crystal running through it. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you're into like the energy work, but quartz crystal apparently gives a really cool like amplification of energy. And I feel that in Whistler, like whatever it is that I'm feeling seems to be amplified here. So right now I'm feeling really focused and really good. And so it's amplified. My focus is so intense here and I'm just getting so much done. I love it. Have you been to Whistler or do you live in Whistler? I want to know, do you feel this energy? Do you notice the amplification up here? I also noticed it when I lived here, if um, I was going through something tough like grief or anxiety or stress, it was also amplified here and I'd have to like head down to the city for a few days to just let it go. Anywho, I am totally enjoying myself. Okay, enough about Whistler. Let's get on with episode 15, you guys. We're going to talk about weight loss versus muscle development today. And I'm going to really talk about this based on nutrition. So down the road, we'll do an episode on weight loss versus muscle development in the gym and with working out. But today we're really going to focus on the differences in your nutritional intake depending on what your goals are. 
So the first question I'm going to answer, because I know y'all are thinking it, is can I do both at the same time? That would be great, Lilas. Let's multitask. Let's lose weight while gaining muscle. Is it possible? Absolutely. In Lady Sculpt 2.0, my monthly membership, we call doing this the shift. And there's specific strategic nutrition plans we put together for the shift. But for the purpose of today's episode, I'm going to talk about them separately. And here is why. When you're trying to lose weight on the scale, so let's say you're trying to lose 10 pounds on the scale. If you are wanting to see that number move down and you're motivated by that number, trying to develop muscle at the same time is going to slow down that process. Increasing your lean muscle mass increases your weight. Developing muscle, building muscle is the opposite of weight loss. Absolutely, muscle weighs more than fat. We know this probably by like a good percentage to one pound of muscle is quite a bit smaller than one pound of fat. So if you're somebody who doesn't necessarily care about the scale and you want to see an increase of muscle and a decrease of body fat at the same time, you can do that by using some of the nutrition information I'm going to give you from both weight loss and muscle development at the same time. (laughs) It's totally possible. And your training would have a lot to do with that result as well. So what I usually suggest to my clients who come to me who want to lose 20 to 30 pounds is that they do that first so that they focus on one goal, on the weight loss goal first. And by incorporating weight training while they're doing the weight loss goal, they will see muscle development as well. That's just not the focus for the first part of it. And why I like to do it this way, when clients come to me, for both for weight loss and muscle development, I really suggest we focus on the weight loss part first. And not all coaches do this. Some coaches will focus on muscle development first, because the more muscle you have on your body, the more thermogenic your body is, the more calories your body utilizes. So it's a a more efficient way to do it. But what I find is that once clients lose, you know, 15 to 20 pounds. They see that scale number come down. They feel more energetic. Their nutrition is more on point. They feel like they have some momentum. They're able to see more of their muscle structure. There's more definition. And all of a sudden their confidence really goes up. And when they go into that muscle development portion of it, they can see what they're building, which is super fun. Also to jump right into muscle development, especially for someone coming back into fitness after being away for a long period of time, or someone who doesn't really have a history in fitness, muscle development takes some lifting, you guys. You got to lift some weights. (laughs) You got to lift some heavy weights. And I like to start with weight loss because the workouts that strategically assist weight loss are more conditioning style workouts that really help prep and prime the body for muscle development. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about workouts, you guys. Let's get into the nutrition part. Weight loss versus muscle development on a nutrition front. So for weight loss, we know this. We know that we need to be in a deficit. We talked about this back in episode 11. To keep it super simple, basically it's calories in versus calories out. Some of you may want to argue with that and it's fine, but basically that's what it boils down to. Macros are important Absolutely. Because for weight loss, we need your body 
to be in a more fat adapted state. Now, fat adaption is a term that's really used with keto or ketogenesis and intermittent fasting, which I'm going to talk about in depth in episode 16. So if you're going for weight loss, stay tuned. But fat adaption is when your body gets really good and efficient at utilizing stored fat for fuel rather than sugar in your blood or rather than carbohydrates in your blood. So this is ideal for those of you who want to lose, you know, 20 pounds plus. We want you to be in a fat adapted state. We want your body to get very efficient at utilizing stored fat. So the best way to do this is to create a protocol that has a lower percentage of carbohydrates in. And why is because carbohydrates of all the macros create the biggest insulin response and insulin helps your cells take in sugar. So what a lower carb diet does is it helps your body become more insulin sensitive. So this means your body utilizes the fuel that you're putting in it more efficiently and is less likely to store it as body fat. So what this would look like in a weight loss protocol, you'd bring down your daily carb intake, really focusing on vegetables. We've talked about this in the past, mostly focusing on lower carbohydrate vegetables. So green vegetables, mostly 80 to hundred grams of carbohydrates in your daily intake via vegetables alone. And then we want to up your proteins and your healthy fats. Your proteins don't have to be super lean. You don't have to live off chicken breast and white fish. You can have chicken thighs. You can have salmon. You can have steak. You can have all of it. And then nice healthy fats as well. So what that percentage spread might look like is 35 to 40% proteins, 35 to 40% fats, and maybe 25 to maybe 30% carbohydrates, just to give you an idea. Now, if you want to know more about putting together a weight loss protocol, you guys, you have to go and download the nutrition protocol creation guide for weight loss that I created. It's an amazing tool for creating your own weight loss protocol. I got one email from a woman who's lost 35 pounds just by downloading that free guide. (laughs) She didn't even need to talk to me. I didn't help at all. So it is the information in there is extremely useful. I give you sample protocols. I give you a graph to create your protocol and I give you exact numbers to utilize if you're really unsure and guidelines and how to test it out and how to change it up if it's not working for you and troubleshoot it as well. I will put a link to that guide in the show notes for you guys. I talk about two different ways to design your nutrition protocol in that guide. Intermittent fasting is one and multiple small meals is the second. Now over the next two podcasts, I'm going to really be deep diving into intermittent fasting versus multiple small meals. So intermittent fasting in episode 16, multiple small meals in episode 17. So tune in if you want to know more. Intermittent fasting is what I highly recommend for clients who want to lose weight unless they've already been intermittent fasting for quite some time. I like to use intermittent fasting temporarily. So I find it to be a really good tool for about anywhere from eight to 16 weeks to get the weight off. Now, some of my clients love intermittent fasting lifestyle and I get it. It's easy. You don't have to worry about creating meals until noon. It's great. Frees up so much time. And what my clients find is their brain is so much clearer 
And they have so much more energy during that AM period when they're empty. So as my clients move from intermittent fasting into multi-mini meals, I have a couple strategic ways to do that. You'll have to tune in in the next couple episodes to find those out. But I do suggest intermittent fasting for weight loss. The reason for this is it's best for fat adaptation, that utilizing and making the body more efficient at burning stored fat for fuel because our body stays in that low, low insulin producing place for a full 16 plus hours. Intermittent fasting is also great for insulin resistance. So creating more insulin sensitivity in your body for dopamine resistance. So for people who crave food or desire food to feel better, what happens in our brain when we eat lots of sugar or carbohydrates is just like human beings adapt to drugs and alcohol, we adapt to carbohydrates and sugar, sugar mostly. So what happens is if we eat a cookie, our brain's like, oh, that was delicious. And we get a hit of dopamine. Now, the next time we go eat a cookie, our brain isn't going to release as much dopamine as it did that first time. So we're going to want two cookies. Do you guys ever find this? Do you find that you, what once satiated you, what once got rid of that craving now isn't enough? where one drink used to give you a little buzz, now you need three, right? That kind of thing. Our human bodies are so adaptable. We also become adapted to dopamine. So intermittent fasting really helps the body to create more dopamine sensitivity. We get more of a reaction when we have sugars. I know for my clients who are in weight loss and have intermittent fasted for some time, when they do add in a treat, they're always blown away by how crappy they feel after it because their bodies are more insulin sensitive and they don't need as much to feel like they've had a treat because they're more dopamine sensitive as well. Intermittent fasting is also great for hormone control, time management, and I really, really like to use it when I'm traveling. It saves me a bit of money because I don't have to go out for breakfast Also, it allows me to have more calories and bigger meals through lunch and dinner, which are meals I really enjoy eating out. So I might have a protein shake in the morning, so I'm not completely intermittent fasting or grab a coffee, but I often don't eat breakfast when I'm on the road unless I have very specific body goals or I'm getting ready for competition. We'll talk more about that in episode 17. Okay, so let's rehash quickly weight loss. So if your goal is weight loss, nutrition-wise, you want to make sure that you're in a calorie deficit. Go back to episode 11, figure out what your BMR is, add your daily activity factor, figure out what your daily total burn is, and then drop your daily intake lower than that. If you want to lose one pound a week, you want it to be 500 calories per day lower so that you're in a deficit of 3,500 calories a week, which is equal to one pound of body fat. You want to make sure that within your daily calorie intake, you're getting lots of proteins, lots of healthy fats, and lots of green vegetables. All right. And I do recommend an intermittent fasting style protocol. If your goal is weight loss, what an intermittent fasting protocol is, if you don't know, it's where you eat in a short window of time. We're going to go deep dive into that next episode. 
let's move on to muscle development. There are a lot of you that listen to this podcast, my sculptors out there who are happy with their weight. They're good. They just want to create and sculpt and shape their body exactly how they desire it. And I love this process. You guys, this is why I give away so much of my weight loss information for free. This is why I created the nutrition protocol creation guide. This is why the transformation program is ridiculously high value because weight loss, once you get it, is pretty easy. But muscle development requires a little more finesse, right? Muscle development requires strategic lifting. You can go to the gym, you can lift weights and you will, you'll develop muscle. But if you're trying to sculpt your body and make it look a certain way, there is an art to it. And I love it when working out becomes art. It's my favorite thing to do. So with muscle development on a nutritional front, we want to make sure that you are minimum eating your daily burn. So your BMR plus your DAF equals your daily burn eating that number. Now, if you're concerned about putting on weight, you want to make sure your macro spread complements how physically active you are. So if you have a desk job and you're just hitting the gym after work four days a week, on the days you are not working out, you may want to drop those calories down a little bit below your your daily burn. But on the days you're working out, you want to make sure that you're getting in your daily burn and that you're being very strategic about your carbohydrate placement. So if your goal is still to bring down your body fat while you're increasing your muscle, you still want to make sure most of those carbohydrates are vegetable-based, and then the more starch-focused carbohydrates or your grains or your sugars are very tightly placed around your workouts or earlier in the day where they have lots of opportunities to be utilized and burned for fuel rather than stored as body fat. Now, if you're not worried about your weight, if you're not worried about body fat, if you just want to put on as much muscle as fast as possible, you may want to consider bringing your calories up over your daily burn into a surplus of calories so that your body has ample fuel to work with and to repair and to grow your muscles. So how I like to design a muscle development protocol is I like to use multiple small meals rather than intermittent fasting. I do not find that intermittent fasting is at all efficient for muscle development, especially for those who work out first thing in the morning in a fasted state. You really want to make sure that there are a good amount of nutrients going into your body, ideally before and after those muscle development workouts. Now, if you're someone who likes to work out fasted and your goal is muscle development, it's totally fine. Just make sure that you're getting a nice dose of branched chain amino acids before that workout. I like to do a pinch of Himalayan sea salt in my BCAs pre-workout too, if I'm working out fasted, just to make sure my blood pressure doesn't drop too low during my workout and I don't get dizzy. Now, We want to make sure that post-workout, we're getting a really nice, fast-absorbing protein, a really nice, fast-absorbing carbohydrate to create an insulin response so that our cells can uptake. We want to create that storage mode. We want to create that growth, that building mode. And then we want to make sure that we're replenishing our fuel really nice and steadily, really nice and consistently throughout the rest of the day. So what this might look like is five to six meals spread throughout your day, 
Your higher caloric meals are going to be just after that workout, usually within an hour or two after the workout, maybe lunch. And then as your day goes on, you may start to have smaller and smaller meals. Now, if you're working out fasted first thing in the morning, I'm going to highly recommend that you have a bedtime snack, that you eat something before you go to bed. You may even want to put carbohydrates in it to help fuel your morning workout. Okay, we're going to deep dive into setting up a multiple mini meals protocol in episode 17. If your goal is muscle development, you're going to want to tune into that episode. All right, so just to quickly rehash, if your goal is muscle development, you want to make sure that you're in a calorie surplus. You're going to want to strategically increase your carbohydrates around your workouts and earlier in the day when you have a chance to burn them off. You may want to consider carb cycling. So having carbohydrates on your workout days and then having lower carbohydrates on your non-workout days or consider a refeed meal. This is where once or twice a week, you have a calorie influx or a carbohydrate influx just to refuel your glycogen stores. And for muscle development, I highly recommend not intermittent fasting, opting for multiple mini meals or multiple small meals throughout the day. If you are a hard builder, you may even want to consider going to three or four larger meals throughout the day. Okay, you guys, that's what I have for you in today's episode. If you have any questions about this, feel free to reach out to me, coach at lilasleona.com. I love hearing from you. I love getting your questions. If you need some help with either weight loss or muscle development, please reach out. Oh, registration is open for the January 16-week transformation program. If you missed the December 1st ABCs for sustainable long-term weight loss, you guys, that webinar was so good. It is available. Just go over to lilasleona.com transform and you should find it right there. You can also register for the upcoming January 10th transformation program. This is my 16-week signature weight loss program where we deep dive into creating you an intermittent fasting protocol or a multiple small meals protocol that will help you lose that weight for good. All right, you guys, I will see you next week. Bye for now. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I ask you to leave a comment. Tell me what you liked about it. Share the podcast with a friend and come back next Wednesday for a brand new episode. I'll see you then. 